Warning, this episode contains foul language, remarks about suicide, and is surprisingly very sexy. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. And sometimes we talk about something real shifty. I'm Ashley, and this is my co-hostess with the mostest, Lauren. Well, hey, weirdos. <laughs> Joining us today is the one and only Handsome Joe. How's it going? And Ew. this is our second edition of Conspiracy <laughs> Theories. The truth is out there. <laughs> wow, Joe, you're real low energy today. I know. I'm starting low so I can build. Ooh, oh, okay. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to go too big too soon. You know. Right. I got to ease my way into it. Don't give it to him all at once. <laughs> yeah, that's just true. the tip for now. Just the tip. I got to give it to him real gentle first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, before I, before actually, I, Joe here. has to go. <laughs> before I take all your listeners to Pound Town, hey. <laughs> <laughs> got to start it off real nice and slow. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, guys. We're so happy. It's real well, weird I was one. just sitting here minding my own business before I got called out. So. <laughs> Love it. So today we're, we're, again, talking about conspiracy theories. Is it a crazier than possible coincidence or shady government entities? Is it fact or is it fiction? Are they listening to you, listening to us right now? this minute oh my gosh find out the answers to these questions and more as we dive into some wacky some terrifying and all mysterious conspiracy theories you guys i can't tell you how many people loved the first conspiracy theories that's awesome i know it's it's really it's it's like a it's a real crowd pleaser yeah it's really it's nice to hear anytime Mm -hmm. we ask for ideas they say conspiracy conspiracy theories theories. it's really nice they want to appreciate it <laughs> it's all you, Joe. It it's really is, though. Yeah, because it's all no, me. It truly no, it is. Really is. The, the they things like that you. you bring are always well. Insane. I, I will. If if you are listening to this, and if you are someone who's been clamoring for the follow up to this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you right in the brain holes this week. <laughs> we, got, we got another. We got a really really good follow up, which is kind of a little bit of a continuation of something that I uh, addressed. Yeah. The last time out, going to yeah. go a little deeper. Ooh. We touched on it a bit, and now we're, again, it was and just the tip. On, now we're <laughs> full on groping. Now it's full on groping. We're into the groping This stage. is a very weird episode. This is already the sexiest episode, episode yeah. you guys have recorded. <laughs> Our sexiest conspiracy theory. I don't know. I feel like the sexiest episode is probably Twins. Very sexy. Got real Only sexy. because they're both so beautiful. That's true. Oh my <laughs> only, gosh. Only because you had two yeah. angels sitting <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, in the recording studio here with you. Two wins. beautiful Tennessee born and bred boy angels, just <laughs> handsome as the day it's is long. Really Logan good. and Cody are beautiful, beautiful twins. boy. They angels. really are. Yeah, They're actually, no. and I like. I know a lot of guys will say pretty as kind of like an underhanded way of admitting oh, no. that someone's attractive. Like they're both like genuinely pretty. Like they have yeah, like wonderful gorgeous. bone structure and yeah, they're good very, eyeballs. Great eyeballs. Great eyeballs. Good, good hair. nice strawberry blonde hair. Yeah. Just, mm. Just got a crush. <laughs> <laughs> they do like men. We're, um, <laughs> yeah. so, they uh, are. They so, both enjoy men. Did you, um, so it was the first week of the football season <laughs> this past weekend. Did yeah. you guys. Um, Sports. Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch any football or <laughs> anyway? Nice save, Joe. Thanks. Um, I feel you like you guys before... like books about war. <laughs> <laughs> Want to talk about that for a little bit? Ooh, you guys like that. smoking cigars? <laughs> I love cigars Drinking and war scotch. <laughs> I do like smoking cigars. We, did, we just we just found that out. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were we there that, that night. I was there. I, I like cigars. It. I've had three since. 
No, I've had two since. <gasps> two. Damn, yeah, you, you had, had a busy two. week. Oh, I'm a cigar guy now. I'm like yeah, officially a cigar it. guy. I like to blow off some steam on the weekends with a nice stogie now. <laughs> I know it's gross. Maybe it's gross for women to say, but I confided in you guys like, I really enjoy cigars as well. They're I've awesome. smoked them with I my dad. I don't think I've ever smoked it. a cigar. It's just like a nice little puff. They smell nice. I like the smell of the smoke too. I like the cigarette smell smoke, the smoke can be overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. Cigar smoke Very is vanilla-y. nice. Yeah. yeah. Being a cigarette smoker for, you know, for as long as I was still in the cigarette game, um, cigars always kind of seemed like, why? Know, like a waste yeah, of money. Why? Like, oh, you don't inhale. It's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Would <laughs> you drop ten, 10 bucks yeah. on that thing? And now I get it. They're enjoyable. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Anywho, that's old. why we're here. Um, <laughs> this episode's going to be like four and a half hours long, so we should, <laughs> we should probably get started. We probably just wrap it up. Probably Let's get started. Jump. I, I, do have right to, I do have to work in like 22 hours. So. <laughs> Before we get started, we're going to do our usual disclaimer of our friends know where we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our families know where we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. We are in fine health-ish. Mm-hmm. I've got issues, <laughs> but we're in pretty good health. Good yeah. enough. Good enough health. We're like, okay. Oh, and none and of us download child pornography. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. because that has a way of just randomly appearing on a whole bunch of computers about people for people who believe in aliens. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So and for and for the record, in case anybody is also listening to this, none of the three of us are even remotely considering suicide. Nope. No. So if I wind up hanging from a doorknob in a couple of weeks, wasn't his idea. You'll know. You'll know who's responsible, and it isn't right. your boy Joe. Well, I know just what know I'm putting in the warning at the beginning. Of just saying, a lot of a lot of people have been hanging themselves lately. Hanging, it's very either, been either, either either hanging mm-hmm. yourself has become uh, is is in again. Is, or, yeah, uh, or or a lot of people are saying a little too much about child sex rings. Uh-huh. That's another conspiracy theory that we're not getting to today. Almost but talked about on that. part three. Yeah. I was, part I was, three. I was really three. close to doing that for this episode. That might Bring be a little too close time. to home. There's too many people out there killing right now over it. So Jeez, true. We'll keep it tight lipped. Let, let the heat die down a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going to go first today. Do you guys, by any chance, know about Operation Snow White? I know of it and maybe like two things and Great. that's it. So you're going to give me lots good, of knowledge. Good, 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 I actually good. do know a lot about Operation Of course wow, you do, course Joe. You do. Well, I mean, it was it was a seven man fire squad led by Sneezy. And yes. they had to go. They had to go deep into the recesses of the jungle outside uh-huh. the castle. It was jungle. Re- it was more like woods. It was, it was woodsy. It was. It was a dense, <laughs> I... dense wooded terrain. It was. You almost killed Lauren. It, initially, it, it was just supposed coffee. to be a reconnaissance mission, but mm-hmm. they did uh, run into some uh, Soviet supplied. I'm done. Okay. I took a sip of coffee. I don't know anything about Operation Snow As soon Snow as White. he said sneezy, and I <laughs> choked and almost seven, died. I'm. 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 Confident it was a seven-man squad, though. I do love that the only thing Joe knows about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is that there were seven dwarves and one of them's name was Sneezy. Because I was like, where are the rest of the references going? Lay them out for (laughs) There there are There are seven dwarves and one of them is Sneezy and Snow White is not one of the seven dwarves. (laughs) That is what I know about Snow White. That's all you need At least to know. I don't think she is. I know Operation Snow White involves someone I dislike very much. Maybe she was yes, one of the... Doesn't. Maybe it was just like six dwarves backing her up and she and Snow White was, was like, like the Diana Ross. I'm the seventh dwarf. She I'm was, the Like seventh. Diana Ross was a Supreme, but then like, you know, after a couple hit records, they were Diana Ross and the Supreme. So mm-hmm. maybe Snow White oh, was sure, originally sure, sure. a dwarf. She could have been. We're just not familiar with that portion of her career. I'm into it. Do you want to go now? I'll go. Go ahead and start. <laughs> So Operation Snow White is the most widespread infiltration of the United States government in our entire history. And it was carried out in the 1970s by none other than the Church of Scientology. What? Who? Who? Surprise. They've never done anything fishy or weird. Your old creepy virgin friends at the Church of Scientology. (laughs) Good Lord. So as early as the 60s, L. Ron Hubbard had proposed the idea that Scientologists should should infiltrate departments of the government by taking secretarial, janitorial, and bodyguard type jobs. Cool, cool. By the early 70s, the church was increasingly scrutinized by different U.S. federal agencies. They were raided by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, in 1963. I didn't know about this. Um, they were actually there to take away their e-meters because they weren't labeled at all. They weren't like, there, there was no information on these e-readers and they were having all these people. You know what the, e- or the e-meters are, yeah. right? Yeah, where they like hold them and it right. like... 
like there was there were no yeah. warning levels or like warning labels or anything on these. On so the FDA came in and raided it, raided them and took them all away. Good. Typical big. So government. that's nuts. Yeah. The IRS uh, claimed that the church owed millions of dollars in taxes and the FBI sent agents to the Hollywood location to retrieve their records. That also happened in the late 60s. Mm-hmm. So they were facing quite a few problems with the United States government mm-hmm. already in their infancy. They no, they'd been around for, they, they'd been around for a while, but so in 1966, L. Ron Hubbard created the Guardian's Office, and the purpose of the Guardian's Office was to protect the interest of Scientology. The GEO is what I'm going to call it from now on. The GEO had its worldwide headquarters in England, but there were also branches in Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and other cities throughout the United States. And each Guardian's Office consisted of five bureaus. And the Information Bureau was the one that oversaw the infiltration of the government, which I'm about to get to. L. Ron Hubbard oversaw the Guardian's Office, but it was his wife, Mary Sue, who held the title Commodore Staff Guardian. Oh, which is rolls right off the Commodore Staff Guardianshipman. (laughs) Seriously. So in 1973, Mm, Commodore. Commodore. She gave that name to herself. You fucking know she did. You know she was like, I want to be in charge of something. And Elrond was like, What? She was like, I want to be Commodore. She was like, Well, I just saw the Pirates of Penzance. And I feel like I'm more of a commodore than a commandant. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't commodore. realize that they had a naval wing. Gee, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that... Scientology, the Sea Org? The Sea yeah. Org? You don't know about the Sea Org? I don't know. Ooh, Ooh. stop. <laughs> Part three, coming <laughs> at you. Okay. Can't wait. So in 1973, when they began to infiltrate governments around the world... The primary target of the operation was the United States. Hmm. Basically, they were worried about Scientology's long-term reputation, and they decided to attempt to infiltrate Interpol to obtain documents related to Scientology, especially those connecting L. Ron Hubbard to criminal activity and also ones that would affect their eventual tax exemption. Okay. Okay. So it's at this time that Elrond himself wrote Guardian Order 732 because if there's anything Elrond loved more than his alien savior, it was writing weird shit down. Yes. He had so many strange I've orders. I've seen Battlefield Earth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Battlefield Earth. Great film. So he wrote Guardian Order 732, and that called for the removal and correction of erroneous Scientology files. So he initially called for this order to be achieved by legal means, but that didn't last very long. (laughs) Never does. (laughs) Never does. Even though extensive records of his involvement exist, many Scientologists claim that his directives were misinterpreted by his followers. Mm. So essentially they claimed, yes, he asked us to do all this, but the followers who actually did do this misunderstood what he was asking them to do. Oh, sure. That's how he... It It was a test. Yeah, it was a test. (laughs) They were testing. They were testing you, and you guys all failed. The order was further refined by Guardian Order 1361, and that is the order that called for an infiltration of the Los Angeles and London offices of the IRS and the Department of Justice. Oh, my. Big so, time. And then after they found out they could be successful with those, they were soon recruiting their own field agents to infiltrate other government offices like the DEA, the U.S. Coast Guard, and even the National Institute of Mental Health, as well as the American Medical Association. My God. We're going everywhere. Not only were these agents asked to remove what L. Ron Hubbard claimed were false reports... From the record against the church, they were also told to plant false information, to plant good notes about the Church of Scientology. We do good things. We also do good stuff. That's actually pretty shrewd. Yeah. No, they did. This is the stuff they do is absolutely genius. I'm a little impressed. Yeah. Wink. Scientology. I'm super impressed by you. We Um, respect you. We respect. (laughs) We love you. Don't hurt us. Fervor. (laughs) This is actually kind of funny. Not only were they planting like good things about themselves, they were also planting things to try and humiliate these government entities. Like once they were able to 
maybe call them out on this stuff. Like it would humiliate them that someone was so easily able to hack into their like security systems. Mm -hmm. So like once they had Operation Cat, which was a plan to make a mockery of the government agencies by. So this is a very weird way to put it, but I'm putting it in these quotes because you won't believe how this sounds. So the name was Operation Cat because their plan was to take. And I quote, a cat with a pedigree name and to get the name into a computer file together with a record, whether it be criminal social welfare, driving or whatever, and to build the sequence of events to the point where the creature holds a press conference. So essentially, it's a tiny cat lawsuit. It's a lawsuit inserted into these like computer databases where the cat is the plaintiff. What? And that was then later going to humiliate the government that they were able to plant so easily plant this absolutely crazy crazy story into their security files. Oh, my. Operation Cat. Operation Cat. I was going to make a joke like about a kitty cat. And it was. It was. Yes. It's a kitty cat like holding a press. I was hoping it was a cat like K-A-T-T and it was just Cat Williams who was just infiltrating. (laughs) It's another operation that they had. That was was definitely the the flashiest and funkiest (laughs) of the Church of Scientology's (laughs) operations. I, um, I, if I could do a Cat Williams impression, I right was now, just, just insert, thinking in my head, like, "Ooh, what can I say?" Like, what Kat? can I say? Just what can insert I say like Cat Williams? A, a not racist Cat Williams impression. Yeah, I that's, would that's butcher it part. and offend hundreds of yes. people if I tried. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been in in Nola, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to I wait know on he's that very. One. Wait, he's from Atlanta. He is high pitched. That's all I'll say. We're gonna. That's all I'll say. He's from Atlanta. Oh, sorry, Cat. See, we're the worst. The actual like infiltration of the government began with two men, Gerald Wolf and Michael Meisner. And Michael was the assistant guardian for information in the District of Columbia branch of the GEO. And Gerald Wolf was just some Scientologist that they chose to go with him. Okay. He, uh, he found the golden ticket. He found the golden ticket. He's got the golden ticket. I get to infiltrate the FBI. They actually did. No, they were they were like kind of holding auditions for people to do Go this on stuff. These trips. Yeah. Ooh, so these two down. were hired at the IRS as clerk IRS. typists. Under direction of the GO, Wolf monitored files on other tax exempt organizations, and when requested, he also illegally made copies for the church. So essentially, they were gathering intel on how to achieve their goal of being tax exempt, mm-hmm. and they were sending everything back to Los Angeles to Elrond. This Ron is what Hubbard. we need to do. We mm-hmm. got to have this on paper. So that's kind of innocent, I guess. I mean, it's super illegal. Soups. Hey, I'm a fervent believer in the uh, the concept oh. of like if you can pull one over on the government, then just go for it. Then just do it. Just do it. Cool. Might as well. We're offending everyone now. <laughs> Good. So in November of 1974, the church received word that the IRS would be conducting a meeting on Scientology's tax exempt status again. So they sent a spy to bug the room. Awesome. And it worked. Holy awesome. shit. They sent someone in there the day before the meeting, the morning, the day before the meeting, and a geo agent broke into the conference room, plugged a device into an electrical outlet. This thing transmitted a signal to a handful of other geo agents who were sitting in a car in the parking lot of the Smithsonian. And after the meeting, the taped recording was sent to L. Ron Hubbard in L.A. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, like we were saying, well done. Great. This is 1960 what? This No, this was 74. 74. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still. Even, even still, I would like to say that this is to, to remind the listeners that this is like at not necessarily the height of the Cold War, but like still very much in the thick of the Cold War right here. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty amazing that with such heightened security around all government agencies and bureaucracies at the time, that a bunch of normal dudes were just able to just get jobs, waltz in, photocopy this, steal that, bug and record this. It's kind of scary to think about how just a couple guys got the gumption and we're like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna infiltrate the IRS. Yeah, we're yeah. just gonna infiltrate. We're the just gonna United infiltrate States the government. IRS and we're going no to deal. save our boss and many like us literally tens of billions of dollars over right. the next forty years. Yep. 
And it worked. So, I can't believe it. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> so, by December, Meisner and Wolf were sending shipments of stolen documents that were inches thick. They were stealing documents from the IRS's chief counsel's office. <laughs> After yeah, yeah. Christmas, Wolf even broke into an attorney of the IRS refund litigation services office and made a bunch of photocopies of documents. Wow. They were just doing so whatever they were just the in, like, hell the they wanted. The lobby of the IRS. They were, yeah. yeah, seriously. The following year, Sharon Thomas found employment in the U.S. Coast Guard Intelligence Agency, and Nancy Douglas began to work at the DEA, which expanded Operation Snow White. And uh, again, this is at the same time that they have GO agents in like seven different countries yeah. doing this. Everyone's it was spread just out. this is the biggest infiltration of our own United States government happened by Scientology. But they were doing this in. But their operation extended even beyond that. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It was that fantastic. And I mean that in like the literal sense, not in the like fantastic. Fabulous. They too were mostly stealing or copying documents to send to L.A. They were all stealing documents that detailed the government's strategy in various court cases. They were essentially gearing up for their own court case in becoming tax exempt, like I said, or inevitably facing criminal charges for something or another because they were doing a lot of things that were wrong. Bad. Bad things. Bad boys. Bad. Then they had the idea for Project Horn, which was basically horn? a way... Horn. Like... Okay. like burp, burp, burp. Okay which was basically a way to cover their asses. And the idea, this is brilliant, the idea <laughs> was for the Scientologist Public Relations Bureau to view the documents that they themselves stole without worrying about being connected to the theft. So they stole IRS stationery in order to forge letters from a fictional disgruntled IRS employee. And then the files of various organizations, including Scientology, would then be sent out attached to the fake letters. Then it would appear that an upset IRS agent had sent the files to numerous organizations and there would be nothing to tie it to the actual Scientologists who they took were these positions. On it too. Yeah. It's like... Very that is so genius. That's diabolical. They did something. I'm gonna, by the end of this episode, I'm going to be a Scientologist. <laughs> I know. I was like, are we all joining? They're really, they're winning. They're really winning me over with their cunning and guile. It's here. crazy. Well, you're going to love this. This is like crazy and absolutely brilliant. That summer, after mm. this, they filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the IRS. They found out who was representing the government in the case and then broke into his office, copied all the documents that were listed on the index. So that attorney essentially did all the work for them. They just had to break in and copy it. Of course. So they cool. filed simple. a Freedom They're of Information Act against the government. The government compiled all this stuff. They broke in, stole the stuff. They, they literally didn't have to do any work. They did it all for them. Jeez. What? Jeez, oh, Brilliant. man. Brilliant. So Wolf and Meisner then broke into a room at the IRS, made false IRS identification cards, which allowed them access to the federal courthouse in Washington. They used these cards to gain access to restricted areas and steal or copy more documents. They even eventually were able to make copies of the assistant United States attorney's keys and they used them to photocopy about six inches of documents on Scientology that the assistant district attorney. These are masterminds. <laughs> it's incredible. You just keep blowing my mind I can't with believe every statement. that they were able to do this. They must have also been very charismatic and like I feel like they were able no, to. No, they didn't like, like the, them. No, oh, everyone hated no, them. No, their coworkers did not I like them. I thought maybe people. they were part of the reason they were getting around is because they were charming the pants off everybody, but no. Nope. The, the way that I saw it, there's really. I mean, if you were to do like a Venn diagram of people in the IRS and people in the Church of Scientology, mo I feel like most of the Venn diagram would be shared. Like they're I feel all like, just I feel kind like of there's miserable considerable overlap. Faces. I feel like there's a lot of like pocket protectors yeah. and eyeglasses. Yeah, you're and not wrong. Not, not a whole bunch of knocking boots. I feel like there would have been a lot of common grounds. Very true. That's Dork, actually very got dorks true. Dorks on the left, dorks on the right. Dorks. Stuck dorks. in the middle dorks. with dorks. Stuck in the middle with dorks. <laughs> I like the word dork. It's not used enough. Anyway. It's not. People Isn't usually that say a whale nerds. penis? 
It is something gross. Because I remember Will when wieners. I was Dork. like 12 or 13, I went to dorks.com and like a bunch of wieners popped up and I was mortified. Anyway. <laughs> I think you typed in, I think, I'm pretty I sure you typed to... in dicks.com. <laughs> no, <I> really... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my mistake. No, I, well, no one knows why I was going to dorks.com. I think I was just like, what could this be, deedly doot? And it was some wieners. Anyway. And it was a bunch of deedly doots. Yep. <laughs> it, it was a deedly doot. I'm waiting to see if I'm right about the dork. Um, yeah, now I'm looking at pictures of whale dicks now. <laughs> He's it. just swimming in a sea of whale dicks. Did you know that uh, a blue whale has a seven foot long penis? That is the most upsetting thing I've ever heard in my that life. That is almost as long as the dildo that got stuck, stuck in, in that, that man. Italian man. <laughs> Good from Lord. our This Week in Weird episode. Little promotion to uh, watch our YouTube show, This Week in Weird. We talk about a two-foot dildo, and we you do. don't want to miss it. Uh, miss yeah, it. a dork. Dork. Ha-ha! Whale penis! Whale dick! I'm pretty sure dorks.com was human penises and, uh, no, for me. A dork is specifically the penis of a blue whale, so a dork is a seven-foot-long penis. I was duped. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome Ashley, to you. you're so You're welcome smart. to you. You're and welcome. you're welcome to you, listeners. You're welcome. I know things you get about a dork, whale dicks. And you get a dork. And you get a dork. <laughs> you all Seven get feet. Yeah. Imagine okay. semen coming out of that. Right. Oh, God. I'm Jesus. sorry. You can cut that out or leave it in forever. <laughs> just, buck, just buckets and buckets and buckets. Right? Like, I'm just imagining. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. We're done. I'm going to keep talking about this because I can't talk about dorks anymore. All right. <laughs> Remember, this is the sexy episode. So because of the... I forgot... Because of this, like the whole stealing the state's attorney's keys, um, they got caught. The next thing, uh, the next night, sorry, they were ordered, or no, sorry, I was right the first time. The next thing they were ordered to do was to get back to his office and steal documents from his personal files. They figured that they would be able to find something that would get him removed from his position since he was kind of spearheading the case against Scientology at this point. Yep. Little did they know that the last time they were there, the night librarian had gotten on to them for not signing in properly. And the next time they showed up, the librarian called the FBI. After about 20 minutes of interrogation, they were allowed to leave and they immediately flew to L.A. Because like I said, they had made copies of IRS key cards. Right. So it wasn't until after they left and like they were like, that still seemed kind of weird that they looked into it and found out like they should not have these key cards. How did they have these keys? Who are these people? Right. They were fake names. I guarantee that immediately they, everybody was like, they're Soviets. They're very clearly Soviet oh, yeah. spies. On the last day of June, Wolf was arrested and charged with use and possession of a forged official pass on the United States. The judge decided that the case against him warranted an investigation by a grand jury and issued an arrest warrant for Meisner as well. At this point, they had no idea it was a mission set out by the Church of Scientology. They didn't know who these guys were working for, if they were just fucking kids who were right. being assholes. They had no idea. Their real name was Yuri Kristov. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't until they located Meisner in L.A. with the Church of Scientology that the FBI was able to connect them to the church. Got it. So he actually, Meisner, told the church that he wanted to surrender to the authorities because he was becoming increasingly anxious about the situation. So obviously they held him captive and put eight guards on him because mm -hmm. it's the Church of Scientology and they're really friendly people. They're so and, nice. And um, eventually a month later... A month he was held captive. Holy he escaped buckets. his captors. He escaped Scientology. Uh, but he was caught again and held captive for another week and a half. Escaped again and contacted the FBI and agreed to plead guilty to a five-year conspiracy felony. So that's how the FBI eventually, years later, started catching on Got to involved. this. They had no idea somebody, how somebody deep it Somebody literally went. like waltzed into their office and was like, there's a conspiracy. That's how the FBI. That's how they knew. The oh, Federal yeah. Bureau oh, okay. of Investigation. <laughs> they would never Where have caught on if this guy hadn't If this said, guy hadn't full on hey. like Kevin Spacey sevened that shit and just yeah. walked into the police Detective. station and surrendered. This is it. Yeah. So that's, that's when nuts. this is like the big famous raid of the church of scientology i don't know if you know about this yeah. story when it happened the same night as um saturday night fever mm -hmm. the premiere of saturday night fever oh, and john awesome. travolta had like just started to like 
be involved. associate himself with the church and it was Boy, like a this block. is the sexiest episode it right. is a Saturday very night fever. sexy episode the way I use my I'm a woman's man no time to talk that's when the FBI raided the Church of Scientology in LA Hollywood and Washington DC the LA raid involved 156 FBI agents, Woo. the most that had ever been used in a single raid Sweet. at wow. the time. Get them. It lasted almost 24 hours, and they ended up filling a 16-ton truck with documents and other items. Jeez. Now, the reason it lasted so long is because, first, the woman that was manning the desk... I remember reading this. This is really fuzzy, so I'm sorry, but the woman that was manning the desk, de- uh, someone from... I don't know if it was L. Ron Hubbard. Someone basically told her, like, whatever you do, you do not let them in. You do not let them take anything and she uh, was like what the fuck am i to, supposed to do yeah. it, t- it took that long because they had to administer 156 stress tests literally she had a gun and she was like you can't come in here and it was this whole thing and then she when they finally so like much. got the gun from her and was like we will kill you <laughs> put yeah. the gun down get out of our way then she had all these people come in there and start sweeping the floor literally getting in there physically getting in the way while they're shredding of, documents upstairs yeah, while yeah. Like getting in, like physically getting in the way. So it took 24 hours. Eating as much of their paperwork as they possibly can. Also, that was the woman who she actually got blamed for that raid. And she claims that she, I don't remember if she claimed it or if a witness claimed, but after like she was blamed for the, these 150 something FBI agents getting in there because she let them in. And she was kept on the roof of the Hollywood um, that beautiful building yeah that beautiful Scientology building for months no on I the fuck, roof like I an fuck, animal I fucking love Scientologists they're the, <laughs> they fu- they're the best they just play so by wacky. they just play by a different <laughs> set of rules they, I just, they have, do. They're they're just like, I have like a healthy I have a healthy <laughs> amount of respect for the way that the church of Scientology you does to things. the roof they're like the roof. well you just you're just on house arrest for 11 years now yeah because so you, because because you, you, five foot two woman, couldn't stop 156 federal <laughs> I know, agents this poor from woman entering our building. Who couldn't do a damn thing. So the raids not only turned up documentation of the group's illegal activities against the United States government, but also illegal activities carried out against other perceived enemies of Scientology, including what's known as Operation Freakout. They had a lot of operations. <laughs> Operation Freakout. Great names, too. I know. This one is insane. This was a conspiracy theory that this woman... Uh, her name was Paulette Cooper. She wrote a book called The Scandal of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And the afterwards, scandal. she claimed... The singular scandal of Scientology? One scandal oh. at the time. <laughs> Very... <laughs> Gotta start small. Gotta start small. They didn't have... <laughs> so Operation Freakout was a conspiracy to frame this author, Paulette. And they actually went through with it. So they stole stationery that she had touched used it to forge bomb threats to the church in her name, which they, the Church of Scientology, then sent to the FBI. It took two years to clear her name. She spent $20,000 in legal fees to defend herself and $6,000 on psychiatric treatment. Well, I bet. For being, like, attacked by the church for years. Oh, man. For writing this book about how she thought they were not a religion, they were a cult. What a mess. They also uncovered conspiracies to frame the mayor of Clearwater, Florida on false hit and run charges, which they also carried out. Anyway, this whole thing became a mess as if it wasn't already. The church compared the FBI to Gestapo. Gestapo. Why does that sound so weird when I said it? Some people say Gestapo. Gestapo. Yeah, but I, for me, in my head, I pictured immediately gelato. (laughs) And I was like... What have I said? You saw that, some that, scoops that, of ice that cream. Delicious, delicious secret police. Secret police. <laughs> the church sweet, co- sweet secret police. <laughs> the church compared the FBI to Gestapo and said that all the files seized from the church were taken illegally, even though the FBI produced a 40-plus page affidavit detailing at least 160 items that they were looking for. And they kind of got away f- with it for a while. 13 days after the raid, a judge ruled that the documents needed to be returned to the church because 
Scientology successfully argued that they would need to see the documents seized if they were expected to be prepared for a hearing on the legality of the raid. Good lawyers. Great lawyers. By July, they're all Scientologists. Yeah. By July, a judge in Washington ruled that the warrant authorizing the raid was too broad and as such violated the church's Fourth Amendment rights. This ruling, however, was overturned a month later and Scientology promised to take the case to the Supreme Court, which, by the way, they tried and failed. Um, They refused to hear the case. So in August of that year, 11 high-ranking members of Scientology were indicted on 28 charges. One of them was even L. Ron Hubbard's wife, Mary Sue. Commodore. Commodore Mary. Over the course of the investigation, the Church of Scientology attempted to have a judge removed and subpoenaed almost 150 federal agents in what appeared to be a large stalling scheme. (laughs) Appeared. Appeared. Yeah. It, it was. <laughs> it appeared to be. On first it glance. It seemed that they were stalling. <laughs> so Methinks the- <laughs> stalling you might be. Uh, but the tactics failed, and the defendants ended up agreeing to a plea deal. They were all sentenced to five years in jail, plus $10,000 in fines each. L. Ron Hubbard went into hiding for the rest of his life because he was named by federal prosecutors as an unindicted co-conspirator. His wife never saw or heard from him again. Her name was even purged from Hubbard's reprints of his books. Because she got caught. She's an enemy now. What a monster. Because she took a plea deal. If you were to ask the church what happened, they would tell you that the Guardian's office had been infiltrated and set up to fail in its mission to protect the church. That those church members involved were purged from the church, even though others who have left the church have insisted many of those involved and supposedly purged remained in very important positions of power within the church. A lot of members actually believed that they had a right to break into the IRS office and try to correct the records because they truly thought that the records about them were being written incorrectly. Anyway, by 1990, all 11 defendants in Operation Snow White were free. Oh, my God. Supposedly. And here's the thing. So that isn't even the conspiracy theory part. Mm-hmm. That is just, this is what happened. That's the truth. This is the true thing. This is what happened. There are endless amounts of, of files and... Mm-hmm. and Yeah, this part is... This, this writings is, this is that not you can read about. We know this happened. Supposedly, Operation Snow White came to an end in December of 1979, but what a lot of people don't know is that in 1981, Hubbard transferred the goals of the Snow White program from the Guardian's office to a newly created entity called the All Clear Unit. He loved naming things. I'm telling you, like, if you ever read much about, <laughs> he has a title for everything. If you ever need a band name, just read just, some L. Ron Hubbard yeah. ramblings. A prominent <laughs> figure in this unit was the murdering snake man himself, David Miscavige. Yes. Oh, God. And Miscavige was able to force Mary Sue to resign as the controller and force her into exile and house arrest. This was in between the time she initially got arrested, sentenced, and shipped off to prison for, I think she served four, four or five years, but I could be wrong. She served her nickel. She served it. From there, the Office of Special Affairs was created. Now, this still exists today. The Office of Special Affairs has a whole team dedicated to nothing but removing or refuting every piece of criticism against the church they can find on the internet. Sounds like an exhausting job. The church has been caught using multiple accounts to aggressively and repeatedly edit Wikipedia articles to remove criticism and add positive comments about the church, so much so that Wikipedia banned Scientologists from editing articles. You can look this up. There's a Wikipedia ban that anyone who is... Editing, but the thing is, like, I could edit a Wikipedia, if I was a Scientologist from my own home, I could, but no IP addresses from any Scientologist-owned facility can edit a Wikipedia article that now. That's awesome. That's insane. Great. And it was, it should be noted that it was around this time the church began to turn its focus on to the entertainment industry. Hmm. It's We've also interesting to note that in 1993, remember, they said Operation Snow White's over. We're not doing that anymore. That was just some rogue Scientologists. That wasn't us. We're good. So just a few bad apples. Just a few bad mm-hmm. apples in there. 
There's good on both sides. Right. There's bad, there's bad, oh people, on sides. bad <laughs> people on both sides. Bad people on both sides. It's yeah. also interesting to note that in 1993, more than 25 years after the IRS first revoked the church's tax-exempt status, the IRS unexpectedly, out of nowhere, granted it. And there has never been an official explanation from the IRS. The agency rejected several freedom of information requests by the New York Times, the L.A. Times, a bunch of different times, because according to the IRS commissioner, privacy laws prohibited from discussing any of it. The New York Times pointed out that this stood, quote, in stark contrast to the agency's handling of some other church organizations that operate for profit. For example, televangelist Jimmy Swaggerts came with a requirement from the IRS to disclose that they had paid all of their back taxes as part of the deal to become tax exempt. Mm -hmm. This was not required of the Church of Scientology. But why? The Times alleged that private investigators hired by the church dug into the private lives of IRS officials to blackmail them. Mm. A representative. A representative of the Church of Scientology claims that the church demonstrated that it was entitled to charitable recognition by demonstrating that it met all of the criteria, namely that its churches are organized and operated exclusively for charitable religious purposes. Now, (laughs) the conspiracy goes so much deeper than just like entertainment industry possible, you know, IRS operatives in the church of scientology or the church of scientology scientologists in the irs right but it's something you really have to look pretty hard for so the wikipedia list for businesses owned by scientology is fairly short that's because the church doesn't own any businesses or organizations outside of religious functions but scientologists own businesses that support the church with donations, paying for or paying for courses, yeah, right. the church doesn't formally own any businesses, no. but through their membership, they own, they own most businesses, a yeah. lot <laughs> of shit businesses, and there really is no way to find out which ones unless you search for a specific Scientologist and find out where they work, and then cross-reference other people in the business, and it all begins to unfold, which is what I did. Good job. No, so um, <laughs> I just have like a couple examples and I'm done. But uh, for those of you who get our newsletters, I wrote this story back in April about Neopets. Do you remember this? Yes. So Neopets was a virtual pet website that launched in the 90s, 1999. Kind of like Farmville mixed with The Sims or mm-hmm. Pokemon. It was super popular because you get to take care of cute animals and you're secretly learning how to code, spell, do math, etc. It was a great educational game. Parents mm-hmm. loved it. Kids loved it, etc. For five years, it was just found out a couple months ago, Neopets was owned and operated by Scientologists. So sad. CEO and investor and known Scientologist Doug Doring ran Neopets and he actually utilized L. Ron Hubbard's trademark business model of the Orgborg. Orgborg? Orgboard. Remember when I said the Sea Org earlier? Yeah. That's a yes. hard thing to say. Orgboard? Or- Try board. it. Org Org is so much Org better. Orgboard. Orgboard. Try and say Sea Orgboard. Sea Orgboard. That one, for whatever reason, that one's not giving me trouble. No? Nope. Orgboard. My eyes went crossed. Okay. After the company was sold to Viacom in 2005, that's when the treatment of the employees came to light. Uh, Apparently, employees suffered harsh consequences if they acted in ways that were not strictly in the interest of the company. They would be fired for just having views that are different from the views of the organization as a whole. Their interview process was also really fucking weird. Potential employees had to answer a bunch of weird questions and take tests, one of which asked, which straight line is friendlier? What? And each applicant test had a copyright L. Ron Hubbard watermark at the bottom of the page. Great. Doring wanted Scientology to play a much larger role in the company. He was hiring Scientologists for all the roles and um, fighting to put Scientology education on the site. Luckily, the founders and creators fought tooth and nail to keep all religion off the site because that's not what they were doing. It was literally an educational website and... With some pets. Yeah, with some 
farm animals or whatever the hell. I'd never played, so I don't know. In my research into this, because again, Viacom bought it. Doug Doring was kicked out, especially knowing that he was a Scientologist and he was hiring all these Scientologists. Scientologists were kicked out of Neopets. Good. But in my research, I found something called the Age of Learning, which is an educational website. It's a digital learning resource for eight, for children ages two to eight. And that's where Doug Doring ended up after he left Neopets. And guess how many of them are on the curriculum board that practice Scientology? I don't want to know. Because it's like all of them, mm. like everyone. Guess how many of them have published children's science books and children's history books and are contributors and writers for Huffington Post? What? Really? On this educational website and nowhere on this website, nowhere on this website does it mention the Church of Scientology because it's not owned by the Church of Scientology. Right. But all the the people who plan the curriculums, all the instructors, all the people that the benefactors, everyone that donates to this thing, they're all Scientologists. Ugh. But it's not owned by Scientology, so they don't, don't they have don't to have say to that. They don't have to say a word. And these are this is an educational children's website that's used all, all over the time. And even this is just kind of a fun thing. Um, the top chairman on the board of investors and advisors is a Scientologist. Like I said, his name is Sky Dayton. He actually founded Earthlink with his friend Reed Slatkin, who is now in prison for being the creator of one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in United States history on behalf of the Church of Scientology. Awesome. So, oh. and like I said, you wouldn't know that the site was even ran by them. Another example, if you ever see the celebr- a celebrity asking you to donate to the Youth for Human Rights International Profit, don't, because... It's all a bunch of Scientologists posing as a nonprofit who are going around the world to teach youth. This is what they say to teach youth what their human rights are in order to make them advocates for tolerance and peace. But it's really just going, which sounds really great. And their website looks really wonderful. Good Um, good luck going to like Liberia and telling people what their human rights are. Now, you have rights. They're actually really big in Africa. You have the right to believe. In Xenu. In Xenu. <laughs> they are now outed. Everyone knows that this is, these are scientists. Well, not everyone, but They've that's very outed. easily searchable. Yeah. The cat's out of the you bag. Cat's out of the it. bag. Not only is it owned by Scientology, it's staffed and financed uh, by Scientologists <clears throat> and promotes L. Ron Hubbard's writings on human rights. And it's a front to spread the word of Scientology and recruit young church members. No. They've been criticized many times by people who have hired them for showing up and pushing Scientology and handing out materials with Hubbard's picture and quotes featured more prominently than those of Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi. Jeez. So uh, that should be if, if you say echelon. You know, when, you, when you think about it, what do you say? Say echelon. Oh, you know, Martin Luther King. I thought you were like, assalamu alaikum. Gandhi, <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. They're all in the same writer of right there. Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Battlefield Earth. And last thing, listen to this. Um, do you know about the Cult Awareness Network? No. So CAN was formed in 1978 and was created by deprogrammer Ted Patrick, who obviously had methods that were controversial. Sure. If you've ever seen We've the heard about documentary. Oh, I remember. Yep. That guy's awesome. He's the best. Guy come up, come right upside your head after you join a cult. Oh, he would smack the shit he out would. of you if you yeah. joined yeah, he'd, a cult. He'd, he'd beat that Krishna shit right out of you. Yes, he would. Here's um, that. I'll, I'll show you a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> So CAN, the Cult Awareness Network, (laughs) Uh was created by Ted Patrick. They provided information on groups that they considered to be cults, and they also offered support and referrals to deprogrammers. They worked for 20 years helping people trying to expose religions that operated for profit, which put them squarely in the path of Scientology, obviously. The church launched 50 separate lawsuits against them on every charge they could think of. Most were thrown out of court, but one finally landed, and Can was forced to pay $2 million. Two mil? Which made them file for bankruptcy. And after the Cult of Awareness Network filed for bankruptcy, Scientology 
bought them out. So baller. And now owns <laughs> God, to be the cult me. awareness network. So, of course so they awesome. fucking do. They so awesome. are brilliant masterminds they that are. I hate so much. I respect but them respect so the shit much, out of. But holy fucking If there's anything hell. if there's anything to learn from all of this is that there is nothing on this earth that a good lawyer can't fix. There's so nothing true. on this earth that is going to save you from Scientology. Like if they want you to yeah. go I mean, down, yep. yes. they they're have ju- their just, hands. They're just going to break into your house and litigate you to they death. They have and then they're their gonna hands. Own you. you can't mess in with them. Everything they do, and anyone that tries to take them down fails, and they ruin. You, you either get locked into a you. room or sued Sent into submission. Room. Yeah, or murdered. Because like my last note here was, it's a little scary to talk shit about the Church of Scientology, considering how many people who have opposed them, have committed suicide via multiple gunshot wounds. But uh, I'm trusting that all of our listeners will revolt if anything suspicious happens to us. Yeah, there's Save us, been weirdos. multiple suicides. I used air quotes, listeners. Suicides within the Church of Scientology that have involved that were probably multiple a murder. gunshot wounds uh-huh. to the body and the head. That makes sense. It's terrifying. That's Operation Snow White. Hey! Hey! Happy go lucky days. Here we go. (laughs) I can't believe it. So, uh, so what you're telling me is that Sneezy had nothing to do with it. Not this time. Is Sneezy a Scientologist? Sneezy might. If are we positive that he's not? No, we're not positive that any of them are. I bet the Grumpy ones? had something Grumpy, to do with it. Slippy that ass. Slappy, 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 Sammy, Swanny, Swanny, Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. I hope you were listening on a secure line. We ended up doing so much research on our respective topics and recorded for so long that we actually have a three part conspiracy theory special for you this time around tune in next week when lauren talks about a little band you may or may not have heard of i believe they sang a song about a certain colored submarine that's right we are diving into the wacky world of beatles conspiracies and joe just about loses his goddamn mind Then the following week, we'll be hearing from Joe in what is undoubtedly our darkest and most depressing episode to date. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel to catch some half-hour This Week in Weird episodes. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to find ways you can donate to our show and receive bonus content and our Etsy page at www.etsy.com slash keepitweirdpodcast if you want to buy some of our merch. Remember to keep an eye out for suspicious vans in your neighborhood. Question everyone that worships an alien. And as always, keep it weird. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No, no time, time to talk. talk. <laughs> <All right. laughs>